Are your kids as grateful as they ought to be? Maybe they need to be hiding God's Word in their heart. Here's Barbara Rainey. One of the easiest to memorize is give thanks in all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It's very easy for even a three-year-old or a four-year-old to memorize. And it's just as important for the 18-year-old and the adult because that's a pretty comprehensive verse when you stop and think about it. Giving thanks in all things, that is never going to run out in anybody's life. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Thanksgiving is more than just a day on a calendar. It is a commandment from God that we be thankful. We'll talk about how we cultivate that in our own hearts and in our families today. Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking this week about the fact that there's a big holiday coming up this month and that we ought to pay attention. We ought to make memories. We ought to help our kids uh, embrace gratitude as a way of life, be thankful. And the reality is everything we're talking about is not going to happen unless we have a little intentionality about that's, this. That's exactly right. And you know why? Why? Because there's been a robbery. Whether there's uh, been a robbery. Okay, what's been taken of, of Thanksgiving from families. Mm. Families are not thankful, and what they need to realize is, and I just wrote some of them down. And by the way, welcome to the broadcast, sweetheart. Barbara joins us again on Family Life today. Welcome Thank you. back. Glad to be here. All of our listeners are glad you're here. <laughs> you add a lot of credibility and reality to uh, this broadcast. <laughs> Not that Bob and I don't have either, but uh, you add more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an eyewitness, right? Yeah. So here's some of the robbers of Thanksgiving in our families. The first one, pace. You think that robs a lot of families? Just the sheer busyness of life. Now, are you talking about things that rob the holiday or things that rob the attitude of Thanksgiving? I'm talking about... The attitude. It's the attitude, but frankly, it also robs the, the holiday, ho the holiday you're, too. You're just saying that the constant pace of life, the speed at which we're running, we forget to be grateful. Most families are running flat out. In fact, we look at uh, our five married children, look at their schedules. Remarkable. Mm -hmm. Second one? Neglect. We just neglect to make thankfulness a part of our everyday lives. And as a result, we take each other for granted. Third, uh, this is the human heart here, greed, jealousy, envy, discontent. It's our nature to be critical, to be fault-finding, to grumble like we talked earlier, to dispute, to gripe. And so these robbers are coming at families left and right. And what we have to do is find a way to seize the holiday and not merely the holiday, but to make Thanksgiving a part of the DNA of our families. One of your children was asked one time how he would describe you in a single word. <laughs> you, you know the story I'm talking about, right? I do. And, mm -hmm. and you know how I your know son, what I, was the word? I, I thought used? he could have picked a better word. What was the word they used for <laughs> I, I, I would not have thought of this word in a hundred, in a hundred years. Barbara, it's true. what was the word? The word was intentional. And, and you agree? That I would that, agree. Is that the defining word? I don't know if it's the defining word, but it is definitely, I would say, one of the top five. And if they were asked, if the kids were asked to define you in a word, would intentional be one of the top five? I would for think you? it would be in the top five. <laughs> so Mr. <laughs> intentional and Mrs. Intentional got married, huh? Well, we're yeah. both about seizing the moment. 
Yep, we are. And I think that it's in the holidays, it's especially important that we seize the moment and that we are intentional about making it what we want it to be. If we want to focus on gratitude, we've got to find a way to do it because it's not going to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. So if parents are thinking, okay, I want to be intentional and, and we want them to be intentional and to have some focus. And yet as soon as you start talking about it, Dennis, you said pace is already a factor. They think, I don't have time to be intentional. I don't have space to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired to be intentional. <laughs> that's, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I mean, seriously. That's that's how you feel. And but, so what happens, Bob, is is families don't celebrate meals together. And so how would you ever have a time to do something like what we used to do, which was make a list of how we are grateful. Each of us as family members are grateful for one another. And so we'd feature one of the kids at the dinner table and say, let's all go around the table and let's tell Ashley, our firstborn, what we appreciate about Ashley. (laughs) And they'd go around the table and invariably uh, they'd share something, you know, about she's cute, she's kind, she's nice, this. And one of them will always say, because she shares Shares her her toys toys with with us. (laughs) But it, it taught them to stop in the midst of life and just merely express appreciation for other family members. And I don't think we do that often enough. You didn't save that up and make that just something you do on Thanksgiving Day. You were doing this year-round, just occasionally peppering it into a meal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and frankly, as you take the temperature of each of your children or of your spouse, there may be a moment when they need this. And I admit I've come home on more than one occasion a little discouraged by things that uh, had taken place here at Family Life. And uh, I was in need of some people believing in me again and expressing appreciation. So it was it was fun when we would do that. And the kids, you know, sometimes they rolled their eyes and they didn't want to do it. But nonetheless, what it illustrated is that to be thankful, to appreciate another person, you have to step out of the routine. You've got to step out of what you normally do, which is think about yourself and what's next on your agenda. And so as parents, we have to help our kids step out of their natural bent towards selfishness and help them focus on somebody else. Because the essence of thanksgiving and gratitude is focusing on someone else. And for us as believers, it's directing our thanksgiving and our gratitude toward the source of everything that we enjoy in life, which is God himself. There are Bible verses that talk about the importance of gratitude. You mentioned that in your study of Scripture, you have came across dozens of verses, a couple hundred in the Old Testament yeah. and, and dozens in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Things like give thanks in all things. Colossians talks about how Thanksgiving needs to be a part of what we do. Reading these verses to our kids, <laughs> having them memorize these verses, memorizing them together with them, This can be a part of how we focus on how we can be intentional about cultivating gratitude in the heart of a child. It's one of the ways that parents can train their children in being grateful and being thankful. Again, it's calling their attention to something that we as moms and dads know is important for them and that they need to have as a character quality in their lives because they're not going to do it on their own. So finding some of these verses, one of the easiest to memorize is give thanks in all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for even a three-year-old or four-year-old to memorize. And it's just as important for the 18-year-old and the adult because that's a pretty comprehensive verse when you stop and think about it. Giving thanks in all things, that is never going to run out in anybody's life. 
And if you were to say to your kids after you memorize a, a verse like that, say, now, I'm going to give a dollar to the first person who can catch me not giving thanks when That's I ought to be one. giving thanks. You, you see me in a situation and, and... Our kids would have immediately begin to negotiate, could you make it 10? <laughs> I thought you were going to say their IRA would be full by now with dollars that they had collected Well, over that the would years. be true too. Yeah. <laughs> but all of a sudden, when you, when you gamify something like this, mm-hmm. when you make it a challenge or a competition, it can get out of hand quickly and, and kids can start jumping on everything and said, you should have said thank you there. You didn't say mm-hmm. anything. You weren't grumbling. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you yeah. got to gotta lay down the rules and make it clear. <laughs> but if you, sometime this week, if you can catch me grumbling when I should be giving thanks, you catch me doing that, the first mm-hmm. one who's doing it, I, I'll give you a dollar. Yeah. That just heightens the awareness for kids. Well, the other thing you could do, speaking of gamifying, is you could pay your kids to look up as many verses as they could find on the topic of Thanksgiving or gratitude and give them a time limit, you know, 10 minutes or whatever you want to do. And we did that with our kids one time on all the verses they could find on the topic of the heart. Mm-hmm. And we paid them, what, a dime or a quarter per verse and set a time limit. And now, they, I don't think we had a time limit. That was my mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was good for them to realize that God has a whole lot to say about the heart. And this would be a, a similar exercise. God has a whole lot to say about being thankful. And you can teach them how to use a concordance yep. and, mm-hmm. and how they can learn and do word studies or how to use the computer. If you don't have a concordance, right. there's a lot that you can do to say, here's how you do a word search in the mm-hmm. Bible on our computer. The other thing you can do is... Um, Begin to look for people who are in our culture today who are underappreciated by the public. Yeah. Now, who might come to your mind <laughs> as you think about a group of people or uh, people in the public service somehow uh, in our country? First thing that comes to mind is is uh, broadcast department. For first thing, <laughs> co-host, co-host of the broadcast. Was that immediately came to mind? Was the co-host? No, I. Tonda's I, saying that uh, she she doesn't get appreciated. She enough. gets ignored. Uh, you, I was thinking about being out to lunch with you the other day, and we were having lunch at a place where there were a couple of police officers having lunch, and you just turned to one of the police officers and you said, "Thank you for what you do. Thanks for your service," and the police officer said you're welcome or thank you or something and kind of moved on. Seemed a little embarrassed maybe by it. But I think police officers mm-hmm. aren't getting a whole lot of gratitude today. Another group that doesn't get any appreciation are TSA agents. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who travel, none of us like going through security. None of us like taking off our shoes and putting all our junk on the on the belt. And it really is inconvenient to have to do all of that. But the people that are there that are asking us to do all that are doing it for our safety and they're doing it for our protection. And they're human beings. Yes, they Let's are. Let's remember they're people. They're, they're people. Made in the image of God. What was yeah. the word you used on another broadcast about a robot? Automatons. <laughs> automatons. Yes. They're, they're not, not automatons. They are not. They're real human beings. You yeah. like that word, don't I do. You? I do. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. But one of the things that Dennis has started doing in the last couple of years is making it a point to thank the TSA workers for their work on our behalf. And he's asked a few of them, so how many people ever thank you for what you do? And most of them say, no one Mm -hmm. or never. And he said, really? And we've had TSA agents tell us that they've had people spit in their face and yell at them and cuss at them and just all kinds of really, really awful things. And when you think about that, what a miserable job that would be. So to have someone say thank you for doing what you're doing would 
I would think, make their day. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a little fun, next time you go through an airport, turn to the ticket agent and say, I'll bet a lot of people thank you for your work. <laughs> or to the TSA agent as right. you're going through. I'll bet a lot of people thank you. Yeah. I bet and, and just, you get a lot of appreciation for I, your job. And just yeah. watch what happens to their face. It is absolutely they turn from being automatons right. to being a real person, and they turn and look, at, and they go, "No, not really." Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you. I was in one one airport recently, where after I traveled all the way through security, I got stopped by the head TSA agent. And here's a tip, folks: your conversations with the TSA agents are being overheard hmm. because he was listening on a pair of earphones to what's happening to his agents to be able to spot trouble in advance. And he came up to me and he said, I heard you think two or three of our TSA agents going through security. And he goes, that's remarkable. I just want to thank you for saying thank you. And I think in our culture today, we're such uh, Did you say, can I leave my shoes on next time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, you know, could, could I go around this thing in the future? Yeah. But, but I, I think in our culture today, um, we're so rude, we're so impersonal, that just relating to other people and being nice to them is really a way that you can train your children. And frankly, whether your children are watching or not, just... Do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned, and we've talked about it here before, but as a part of your celebration of Thanksgiving over the years, a part of your intentionality in teaching your kids to be thankful, you passed out cards at the dinner table for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And was this a, you don't get your turkey until you fill out the card kind of thing? Actually, it was. We did it first. I knew that if we tried to do it during the meal, it would be messy and it would be ridiculous. If we did it afterwards, everybody would want to get up and run and they were tired sitting. So we did do it first and they didn't eat until they did the card. And and you didn't just have them verbalize what they were thankful for, but you had them write it down. I had them write it down first. So everyone had a card on their plate with a pencil or a pen. And everybody knows the routine now, so they sometimes sit down and start filling out the card without any instruction. But initially, those first few years, I had to help them know that we're going to write down five things that we are thankful for that happened this year in our lives. And when the kids were little, you know, they put little things, I'm thankful for my toy and whatever. But it didn't matter. I love having those ones from the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds when they write just a couple of words. But as the kids got older and we continued to do this, there were some pretty remarkable sentences written by our older children in their teenage years. I'm thankful that I didn't make the team because I learned about God's whatever. Mm. And it's been a great memory maker for us. I didn't anticipate that having all of us, including Dennis and me, write down what we're thankful for. I didn't think about the um, storehouse, so to speak, of memories that we were creating. I just wanted them to practice pausing and thinking, what am I grateful for? And then writing it down. That was the end goal for me, but it's been much more. Did you have them write it down because you had a scrapbook in mind? No, I did not have a scrapbook in mind. <laughs> so so why not just have them verbalize it? Why write it? Well, I think the actual act of writing it down makes you think about what you want to say. And so everybody had to write it down. I wanted to save them too, although in the first year or two, I don't know what happened to all of those because I didn't really consciously 
begin to collect them until two or three years mm-hmm. into it. But I think writing it down is very helpful. I think it helps cement it in our brains when we have to write it and then read it out loud. It's interesting. Uh, I have here the collection that is a uh, scrapbook. And she didn't start out with a scrapbook in mind. I can promise you that. <laughs> but, but we have the first two in here. There's one by our son, Benjamin. He misspelled his name as he was attempting to write it. But he says, I'm thankful for my family because they can help me when I need it. They can build responsibility with me. My brother can play with me and help me build things. I can share personal things with my parents. My sisters are good friends and helpers. They encourage me to do special things with and for me, and they surprise me. They give me food, a home, Clothes, a bed, warm blankets. They drive me to school. Now, what what age? What year was that? Well, this was 1987, so he would have been 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Okay. And having this, the, the kids go back and look at what they've written? I get it out every Thanksgiving and set it on the coffee table. And sometimes they sit and flip through it, and sometimes they're too busy chasing their kids, and they don't. But I get it out every year. You know, honestly, this is one of the reasons why we started doing an annual Christmas letter that we would send out to yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Marianne at first was kind of like, it's just, it's too much. And I thought, well, yeah, even but if yours is really it, entertaining, Bob. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, even if nobody read it, I wanted to have 25 exactly. years of Christmas letters yes. that now our kids go mm-hmm. back and say, can you believe when I was 13, mm-hmm. I wrote this or I said this. Writing these things down and preserving them yeah. is a part of, we've talked about memories and how mm-hmm. important memories are. This is a big part of that. Our daughter Ashley does the same thing with their Christmas letter. She said, I don't care if anybody reads it, but it's a good discipline for me to summarize what God has done in our family yeah. over the past year. And she said, and I will have these to help us remember. You've always had a sense that a meal time can be a significant spiritual time, Mm -hmm. not just because of the food, but because of the conversation. And there is something about being together around Mm -hmm. the table, sharing Mm -hmm. a meal that gives you an opportunity. Uh, You came up with a a spool of napkin ties Mm -hmm. that have a purpose, right? Explain what this is all about. Well, about two or three years ago, we created a as you said, a spool of napkin ties or napkin ribbons, and each one of them has a question printed on it. And the idea is to do what we've been talking about, uh, which is find a way to create meaningful conversation. The whole motivation behind making holidays special is because we want them to be meaningful. We want to be with people we care about, and we want to create memories with them, and the way to do that is to have something meaningful that we do together or we share together in some way or another. So the questions are all about being thankful or being grateful. And so the idea is is that as everyone gets their napkin and takes the ribbon off of the napkin to put the napkin in your lap, you see that on this piece of ribbon is a question. And you can do it any way you want to in your family. You can do it before the food is served, you can, as everybody sits down, or you can have everyone save their question and do it at dessert. Whatever you want to do, the idea is you read the question. So if the three of us are having dinner, I would have you read the question first, Bob, and and whatever the question is, and then you would answer it. You would tell us what your answer to that question is, and then we would go around. And it's amazing what you learn about people. When you answer these questions, we've heard phenomenal stories of families who 
like most families, just have conversation about the weather hmm. or the football game that they're getting ready to go watch. But when they use these napkin ties on their table, even people that they didn't expect would be open and honest would share. And they found that they learned things about one another that they wouldn't have without the help of these questions. There are different questions. So you've got a whole series of different questions on each spool. Correct. So that each person doesn't have the same question. Yeah, all the questions are different. So one spool has 12 questions. So there are 12 napkin ribbons on each spool. This year, we're coming out with the second set. So we've got two sets of questions on gratitude. Since most families have a pretty big gathering at Thanksgiving, that allows you to have 24 different questions if you've got a a big crowd of people. And the focus is on gratitude with each one? They're all on gratitude. Let me just read a couple of them here. What little things are you thankful for today? Now, you don't think of that possibly opening up a serious conversation between family members, but you may have a family member just by chance who you really haven't had a meaningful conversation with in a long time. Mm -hmm. So these questions, in fact, I know one son who invited his dad to come to uh, their Thanksgiving celebration, and they had these napkin ties, untie your story, uh, out at each place setting. And the dad, who was not one to ever get into something like this, said, aren't we going to answer these questions? (laughs) I want to answer mine. They went around the table and uh, this man who was in his 60s began to get tears in his eyes. He said, it was an astounding, open conversation that our family had for the first time in a long time, maybe even ever. And he said, it made that Thanksgiving meal truly one to remember. So if somebody unties a, a napkin and the question is, what little things are you thankful for today? And they say, I'm thankful that there was hot water in the shower that we got a hot water heater and yeah. mm-hmm. my yeah. shower and that's it. That's it. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely. They don't have more to say than that. Oh, absolutely because there are people that are very reluctant to be transparent and you just you take what you get and say thank you for sharing that. Okay. Because it is true that we need to be grateful that we have hot water yeah. coming out of the shower. Yeah. And so, you know, that may be a baby step to that person thinking but there's more too. Well, these questions are are safe for people who aren't followers of Christ. Here's one that could be a threatening question, but I got a feeling this would be an interesting question to have everybody at the table answer. Death and loss are a very difficult part of everyone's life. Share a loss that in the end brought great meaning to your life. Well, I'd want to have that question asked at the beginning of the meal to allow someone some time to think about it before answering it. You don't want to be put on the spot for that one. No, you you Mm -hmm. don't. But I got a feeling the answer to that question could bring you really a whole lot closer to a family member or maybe a stranger at your table that otherwise wouldn't happen. I think what we're looking for in this crowded culture we live we live in, in fact, one uh, educator has referred to it, we suffer today from crowded loneliness. Mm-hmm. I think we got a lot of casual relationships. We may have uh, hundreds of friends on Facebook and and Twitter and all kinds of social media But the question is, does anybody know you? Does anyone know what's going on in your life? And these holidays are built for families to truly connect with one another. Well, and and a tool like this makes it easy. And that's why you created it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got copies of the new Untie Your Story 
you did an original set of these on the subject of gratitude, these these napkin ties, and now there's a second volume that's got new questions. So you can order one or both sets of the Untie Your Story gratitude spools from us. Go to familylifetoday.com for more information about this resource that Barbara Rainey has put together. Click the link in the upper left-hand corner of the screen that says Go Deeper, and you can order from us online if you'd like. Again, the website is familylifetoday.com or call to order 1-800-FL-TODAY, 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Let me just also mention there are other resources on Thanksgiving and gratitude that we have available, and you can check those out online at familylifetoday.com. Again, click where it says go deeper to find them. Or if you have any questions about the resources we have available, give us a call. You know, this this whole issue of gratitude is something that the scriptures explain. This is a part of what a transformed life ought to look like. As God pours his grace into us, what ought to come out is the grace of gratitude. Thankfulness should be more and more a part of what is in our lives. And our, our goal here at Family Life Today is to help cultivate in you and in your family these kinds of godly graces. We want to see your family moving in the direction of godliness. We want to see all of us embracing God's design for us as a family. And we're grateful for those of you who shared that vision with us and who helped support this ministry to make this daily radio program possible. Uh, We're listener-supported, and when you support the ministry, you're helping to cover the cost of producing and syndicating Family Life today. Right now, if you can help with the donation, we'd love to send you a book from Barbara Rainey called Growing Together in Gratitude, Seven Stories You Can Read to Your Family or Your Older Kids Can Read to Themselves that Express What Gratitude Looks Like in the Lives of, of People Who Are Following Jesus. If you can make a donation today, we'll send you the book as a thank you gift. Go to familylifetoday.com and click the link in the upper right-hand corner of the screen that says, I care, make an online donation, or call 1-800-FL-TODAY to make your donation over the phone, or mail your donation to us at Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72223. And with that, we got to wrap things up for this week. Thanks for being with us. Hope you have a great weekend, and I hope you and your family are able to worship together in your local church this weekend. And I hope you can join us back on Monday. Pastor Darren Patrick is going to be here, and we're going to talk about men being men in marriage. He's written a book called The Dude's Guide to Marriage. So if you're a dude, tune in, or if you know a dude, encourage them to tune in on Monday. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.